Hey, all you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. I am Jen, the host and creator of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be, all while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Coffee Concealer Podcast. Today, I am joined by the amazing Brittany Kolba, who's a social media powerhouse and serial entrepreneur. So welcome, Brittany. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so I know that you'll introduce yourself, but I know that you've created like multiple businesses over the years, but at the moment, you're kind of really, truly focusing on your social media business and offering mm-hmm. kind of a plethora of courses that people can now take virtually because that's our option. Yes. So uh, why don't you kind of, I know that we met through one of your courses. Um, so, and it was honestly amazing. So I hope that you get amazing feedback from all of them. Thank you. Of course. Um, So why don't you kind of start off by telling everybody who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, Okay. So my name is Brittany Kolba. I am a born and raised Calgary girl. Um, I have four children, a husband, and I have many businesses um, under my belt. I have sold businesses. I've created businesses. I've walked away from businesses. Um, So that when you say serial entrepreneur, it's so true. Um, Basically, I was in oil and gas for like nine years and my soul died every single day. And then when I discovered I could be my own boss, I basically said, well, I'm never working for anyone else ever again. (laughs) So that's kind of how everything came to be. But really quick, like overview of how I kind of landed doing what I was doing or doing what I am doing is um, when I was in oil and gas, I started... I joined a drug sales company and I didn't even know what drug sales were. I did not know that they had a bad reputation or anything. So I went in very naive Mm -hmm. and within less than a year, I quit my oil and gas job. Um, Did really, really well with that business. Uh, Grew a team to like 1300 women. We sold like probably close to $10 million of product, just like really rocked it. And then, um, basically I had planned to be there for like the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just the best experience of my life. And then they went bankrupt. So Mm -hmm. basically our world was pretty shook, um, by that as both me and my husband at that point had quit our oil and gas jobs because this, um, opportunity was so amazing and basically afforded us to both retire out of oil and gas. And so basically overnight, we had to figure out (laughs) how we were going to survive. And all of 2019 was kind of that. It was just like survival mode, Um, lots of different things. We had to make lots of sacrifices. We are now a family of six with one vehicle, which I don't know any families of six. If you have one vehicle, you'll know how painful it is. But um, honestly, like we just kind of survived 2019. And I basically said 2020 was going to be the year that like I stopped waiting for success to find me again. I tried so many different things in 2019. I did start up um, a drug sales company with a partner. And so that is uh, one of my businesses right now. And we are primarily doing just business in the States as it is a CBD company and Canada laws are weird. Um, So that was one thing. So I poured a lot of time and energy into that in 2019. 
Um, but unfortunately with our laws up here, I wasn't making any money and I'm still not making any, any money off of that business. So I had to, again, figure out a way to not work for someone else. Um, but still work for myself. And I'm like, well, what am I good at? And I just very randomly got hired by um, a mom's group here in Calgary. And she basically said, do you have a direct sales or a social media training? And I'm like, well, I don't, but I could whip one up. So I did. <laughs> and I presented it and it went really well. And so I basically took that training and have morphed it several times, but created a whole social media agency out of that course. Um, so shout out to Vivian. Thank you for kind of kickstarting all of this. Um, but yeah, so basically I manage other people's feeds. So that's one thing I do. I do copywriting. So that's basically just, um, you know, coming up with more wordy captions for people. Um, I do influencer marketing on, I'm pretty particular about it, but uh, I partner with lots of local companies here in Calgary. Mm -hmm. And then my favorite thing that I do is the courses, so the workshops. So I basically teach and my big passion is, and my most of my following is small businesses. Mm -hmm. And so those are the people that are attending these workshops. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I just got a call. Did that like wreck everything? Nope, you're good. <laughs> no, you are good. good. <laughs> funny because it was my business partner he must have had his ears burning um but anyways so uh, yeah I just like had to come up with a strategy to make some money and not have a lot of overhead that was a big thing too and so I kind of just honed in on this whole social media thing because I was getting really good feedback and that's all I kind of needed to realize that I'm like okay I have something here that's worth something to other people also managing the accounts that I do, I did find, um, and I'm very, like my rates are very low for that compared to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But even at that low price, a lot of small businesses cannot afford a social media manager every month. Yeah. And so I basically like found a little bit of a niche market of businesses that were doing well enough that they're like, okay, this is something I have something here let's go for it. But as you know, when you own a small business, you are doing everything. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> a lot of times like things are being half done. Um, and social media, a lot of times if somebody isn't passionate about it and if they don't really know what they're doing, I find they're just not like excited. You know what I mean? So, um, and if you're not excited, if you're like me, if you're not excited, you're not going to do well at something. So what I was finding is tons of these small businesses really kind of neglecting their social media. And it made me upset because I'm like, you are missing like a huge opportunity here. And so I basically created these courses I have. So I've done a few free ones. I did one on media kits. Um, and then I do a social media 101, which is kind of an intermediate Instagram course. Mm -hmm. Um, this weekend I'm doing a branding course and then I am developing as well my um, next level Instagram, which is this next step after social media 101. So, and why I did this is I just was so passionate. I'm more passionate about empowering people than taking their work from them. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why I develop the course rather than because I know that I do know that the business and the need is out there for social media managers, but I actually get way more joy from empowering 
other entrepreneurs and just business women and well, I've had a few men now, thank goodness. Um, yeah. I was like, why are no men taking this? There's <laughs> nothing like gender related in my course whatsoever. Um, but yeah, so I've had like great joy watching these people that were like, I don't know what I'm doing with social media. Can you just take it from me? Yeah. And me suggesting, how about first step? We either have a one-on-one or you attend one of my workshops and then I can teach you how to do this on your own. And then after that hour or that two hours of workshops, they'll know. And I'll know as well. Um, there are still the handful of people that are like, I still don't want to do this. <laughs> but most people I find after that course, they're like, I can do this. Um, they just really needed, and I know you'll find this, like they just needed some tangible stuff to do rather than people say, you need to do your social media. No, so 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like a little bit of the history of me and then how this course kind of, um, or I guess this company now came to be. Amazing. Um, well, even since I took your social media 101, I feel like your direction has been honed even more so just by what I'm watching and stuff. So, um, yeah, definitely like anybody who is looking for help, like they just know that you're the person that they need to come and see. So that is a really good thing that I have picked up on. Thank you. I have definitely taken advantage of this crazy time. Um, I am no less busy because of the quarantine, yep. but I need to work on my stuff to be sane. So with the kids home all day now and then homeschooling them, and then I'm also in full-time school for digital marketing and business management. So I'm juggling all these things, but I found I just needed something else to concentrate on. I really love work. Yeah. And so, um, unfortunately a lot of that happens between mm, 11 o'clock and five o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> I've had more of those nights lately than not, but once I kind of get going on something, I can't close my laptop and stop. So I basically have spent several nights, um, really polishing the brand up because when I started this company, it was very temporary. Like I was just basically like Josh, like hubby, you're good at logos. Make me a logo. He's like, what do you want? I don't know. And then I saw it. I'm like, yeah, that's good enough. Yeah. And then, you know, just recently, probably in March, I was like, I'm done with that. It doesn't suit me. I need to take this seriously because I love it and people are loving it. So it's like a really good, you know, like, Yep. You know, when you're doing the right thing for you and then other people are also noticing and they're like, this is great. Um, it feels really, really good. So I was like, okay, I'm going to invest all of March. I'm going to invest in like a new logo, total rebrand. I'm going to purchase a business, um, website. I am going to start blogging again. I'm Mm -hmm. going to rebrand my entire Instagram. I am going to make two, two new courses. I just had like all of this stuff. And then starting in April, I was, had this like big, basically brand explosion plan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was going to kind of take my workshops from like, kind of like rinky dink. I mean, still successful and still um, effective, but I felt like there was like some polishing that definitely needed to be done. So I had lined up a whole bunch of really amazing sponsors to be banner sponsors each month to, um, you know, give a luxurious gift to each attendee make sure that there are refreshments in every course. Um, and then open this Facebook group as well, like as a support group. So I had all these plans and then obviously, obviously all of this kind of, uh, 
blew up in our face <laughs> for everyone. Yep. And it's so funny because so many people that I know, they're like, April was supposed to be my month. I'm like, me too. I know how it is. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. So you just kind of have to pivot and do what you do. So now it's 100% Zoom calls, but it's still like filling my cup and fueling my fire. And I feel like even though it's video connection, um, it's still connection of some sort. Totally. 100%. I know I can relate on so many levels on in everything that you just said, but yeah, I feel like it's funny. I have friends that are like, Oh, can we have a FaceTime chat or whatever? I'm like, I'm so busy. Like (laughs) between kids and you know, like doing some computer work and like podcasting every day. And I have two podcasts now. So it's, it's, oh uh, it's, it's busy for sure. So I'm like, I, I just don't have the time. And they are looking at me like, what, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> We're all yeah. home. What do you mean you don't have the time? Um, no, I absolutely have noticed like if, if, and this is a good thing. I'm just going to say this is a good thing before I say it, but there has been a yeah. really cold explosion on your Instagram. And I feel like it is amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. No. And I, like, I just feel like, especially like I had a marketing background previous to kind of quitting my job and doing photography full time. And Mm -hmm. it is so important. And so like gratifying to see when people like have good brand colors, they have things that are cohesive together. So I think Mm -hmm. really, really good job. Do you have any kind of background in marketing besides? Um, no, I don't really, to be honest. I, I don't know. I love art in general, like art, LA, like English, whatever you want to call it. I'll still call it language arts for the rest of my life, but I don't know if that's what they, they call that anymore, but all that like visual and then writing stuff, um, growing up was always, that's what I was geared towards. And then like math and science were like demons to me. So, um, yeah, no, I don't have experience. And it's funny you say that because I, know so many and I'm doing this branding workshop on Sunday, but I do know so many amazing business people that have hired graphic artists and have hired, um, web designers and hired all these, um, tech people, which is fantastic because obviously I'm in that field of being hired to do things like that. Yeah. But, um, on the other hand, I don't have the money for it. So I have to get a little bit more scrappy and probably spend, and it, people are like, yeah, but time is money. And I'm like, yeah, but we just, if you don't have money, you just like, <laughs> just you know, you, you can't just come up with money because you're not spending your time on things. But yeah. um, so I've had to self-teach myself a lot of stuff. Um, as much as I would love to hire somebody amazing to, you know, brand my website and do my blogging and all that kind of stuff, like really make the brand beautiful. I don't have the money to hire out. So I have to, yes, I might have to stay up from, you know, the time the kids go to bed to the time they wake up in the morning, um, to do this. But once you learn, it's so gratifying. And that's, again, that circles back to why I love doing the workshops is because, I think that it's like, I don't know, there's a saying, I don't even know how it goes. I'm going to screw it up if I say it, but it's like the teach the man to fish. Yep. Like quote. And it's just that, you know, there's so much more abundance if you teach people things and if you share your knowledge and um, teach yourself things as well. And I think it's just so good to be resourceful like that because yeah, I mean, we were doing really well financially really, really well. Mm-hmm. And then we were doing really, really bad within like 48 hours. So, you know, you do kind of have to get scrappy in those times and realize that, no, I can't hire out to do everything. And I have to maybe do some things 
on my own. I just, I splurged on my logo. Um, I found somebody amazing in Florida and she was so wonderful to work with. Mm-hmm. So I splurged a little bit on that. When I say splurge, it probably wasn't even a splurge. It was just a splurge for a poor person. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, so like $28, that's good, right? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> She's like, no, not that. And you know, my hubby has, um, he's really talented in logos. He did all of the Hula Life branding and packaging, like, and it looks amazing. But on my hand, I knew what I wanted and I knew he couldn't deliver it as a man. Yeah. If that sounds like, cause I just like, I wanted my brand. So not super feminine, like not like lace and like flowers, but just like definitely geared towards women. And I know he couldn't deliver on the logo in a woman's mind because even when I showed him what I was thinking, he's like, why? <laughs> like, because it's awesome. That's why. Bye. Like, That's I'm why I'm firing you. My graphic artist. Um, but yeah, so, and I know my audience too. Like I know I have 83% women followers on Instagram and only 17% men and those are probably my family and husband and brother-in-laws and stuff like, so, you know, I don't have a huge male following. I have a few dad friends on Instagram here in Calgary, which is so great to see that side of it as well. Um, I think dads don't get enough credit and moms don't get enough credit to dads to like, I'm going off on a tangent, obviously, but yeah. (laughs) No, I don't like yay woman power, but also yay dads doing all the things that moms can do as well other than maybe especially in nursing like I feel like the dads need even more credit right now totally yeah because a lot of these um I I mean it's still I feel like Calgary is still the classic dad goes to work mom stays home I mean obviously that is not everyone and um that's great but there is still a lot of men just going to work and the the wife staying home and taking care of the babies and raising them and so with those uh guys having to now be a stay-at-home dad overnight with no like ugh, softening into it scary stuff <laughs> right no kidding nothing like ripping the band-aid off and just diving right in <laughs> totally great we're stay-at-home parents now great i we're love it now that's we're all, super we're all losing awesome. it too i'm <laughs> <laughs> um, gonna be so skilled after this oh my gosh right we're just like all i want to do is just like i think i saw i think it was on your instagram there was a tiktok video of that like lady who was yelling across the street was that on your profile oh my god yes I was <laughs> I, I will watched be it like 20 times and was like snort laughing every single oh. time <laughs> we're all just like we're not gonna let go we're gonna be those awkward huggers that are like no no yeah just, not yet don't go yet <laughs> yeah yeah exactly well I've even seen a few people be like I'm not even the hugger and I can't wait to hug people I'm like oh my god. see that's why this happened it's gonna turn the non-huggers into huggers and then the world will be good again right I agree all right so gearing back to Instagram because we went yes. off the tangent there <laughs> <laughs> so kind of going back to how your Instagram first started um how would you say your content has shifted from when you started to now Oh my God. Um, okay. So I started my Instagram over eight years ago. It'll be almost nine years, um, that I've had my Instagram account. So, um, I myself am a very different person, but back then I was a event planner. I owned a wedding, uh, planning company called urban vows. And I just created this company because I loved events. And now I would like you event people are crazy. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I was doing event planning and so I was taking a lot of pictures of 
like the DIY projects and stuff that I worked on for those weddings. Mm -hmm. And now like, and I haven't deleted anything. So I can go back and see how hideous that feed was. Like Instagram used to have these frames and they were so gross. They were like, just so ugly. Anyways, if you go back the 3000 photos or whatever it is that I have posted, those are still there. And it's like, Hey, DIY glitter stars in the basement. And then it's got like some really harsh filter on it with a frame around it. No hashtags, no anything. It's like, why did I think anyone cared about that? But that's not just me either. Cause I know who I I followed way back then. They're like, I only followed, I didn't even know how it worked, to be honest. I, I think I only had like this little tiny niche of like maybe 15 people I followed and maybe 15 people followed me. And yeah, I mean, they all posted hideous stuff as well. So Instagram's <laughs> definitely involved, evolved in that way. Um, and that's why I love to teach this course is because I like to tell people like, I don't have a, you know, degree in graphic art or social media or anything. But I do have life experience of almost nine years of um, not going into Instagram and being like, this isn't working for me. So I guess that's it for me. I guess I'm not good at Instagram. I am very much not like that. If something's not working or if I don't like it or uh, whatever, I'm going to find a way. And it's like, like that in every section of my life. Like for years, I was like, gross. Sushi is so gross. But I wouldn't stop trying it because it bothered me so bad that I hated sushi so much. And uh, now I love it because I was persistent. Um, But yeah, so I I mean, that was kind of that with Instagram is that I never gave, I I just evolved. Yeah. And I used to treat it more like Facebook where, you know, would take 20 pictures and upload all of them. You did that now. I'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Um, Yeah. So it evolved big time. Uh, Kind of my turning point where I was like, oh, wow, this is like a pretty awesome marketing tool was Mm -hmm. when I was with that drug sales company. And um, so many of us, I think it was about, I think we peaked at maybe 150,000 consultants and a lot of us were doing social media on Facebook, but not a lot of people were working on Instagram. And so I kind of took that on and, you know, head office would send me product ahead of time to take pictures because they knew I'd take good quality pictures with good lighting and that kind of thing. And so I just kind of got, uh, got known for my, they were called nail fees. Mm. It's like a selfie, but for nails. (laughs) Oh my God. I haven't said that word in a really long time and now I want to barf, but, um, (laughs) anyways, so I got kind of known for that. And then I just realized what a great tool it was to reach a completely different demographic. And I always tell people this, I am a completely different person on Facebook than I am on Instagram. And that being said, I guess I'm marketing to completely different people on Facebook and Instagram, which is cool because then you're doubling, you know, your reach for everything. So, so that's kind of how I got into it. I just, I made some goals back in, I was in Phoenix at a executive retreat, um, at a Waldorf Astoria hotel. I'm sitting there and I'm like, what are my goals for this year? And one of them was, I think it was hit 1200 followers. Like that was like a big, I'm like, I guess it will take me three years to hit that. And I think I was probably at 800 followers at the time. (laughs) And so I just like made this goal and 
I hit it, but I didn't even know what that meant. And yeah. now I'm such a preacher of the fact that I don't think followers is a metric that really matters at all. Um, yeah. It's just a popularity symbol and uh, status symbol, I guess, but it does not equate to high quality. That's a very strong opinion of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I just kind of like honed in on my Instagram. Um, I really spent a lot of time figuring out and teaching myself some good like photography skills, just like lighting and making yeah. sure to like get good angles and um, that kind of thing. So I worked on that quite a bit and just really carving out like, who am I? Who is my audience? Who am I speaking to? And then really testing the waters to see what kind of posts like went over well with people and then what kind of posts flopped. And it is going to be the same. And I'm sure you find the same for you too with your vulnerable posts is that those ones are always like way more well-received than like, look at this cake I baked or whatever, or look at, look at my Friday makeup face. Like the vulnerable posts about really hard stuff in life are the ones that, um, skyrocket in popularity and just like in reach because so many people can relate to it. And Instagram is the coolest community like that because you can be so vulnerable and you can be so authentic over there. And you are embraced with open arms. So no, one that's kind of why. Yeah, that's how I love it there. No, absolutely. And I think that you hit the nail on the head. Like for any business, doesn't matter what you do. If you don't really know who your target market is, then Mm -hmm. it is impossible to, to even hone in on any one thing, right? You're just like, touching all the tree branches instead of like staying totally. on, the, on the base of the tree. So, um, totally. me, like, I think maybe my content isn't necessarily for everyone, but it is, uh, you're right. It's, it's the vulnerable posts that obviously mean a, a great deal to me that mm-hmm. are the ones that resonate with people. And I've been told multiple times, even though like, it's not necessarily a, I'm not a business, if you will. Um, it's, it's things that people resonate with and they're all, very grateful for the fact that I am talking about things that maybe people don't want to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just makes them feel more connected and more human. Um, I would consider you a business. You've kind of branded yourself. So that's kind of cool. Cause that, that's one of the things I really recommend to people. Um, but yeah, it's just like a really cool platform in that way that, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of just like open up and people for the most part really embrace that. And the people that don't embrace it get ripped apart. So the people that are embracing it are like, you're not embracing it. Get out of here. And just like, it's like a mob against the negative people. But it's, I mean, it's few and far between. I don't get, I know some people have it harder than others. I don't get mean DMS ever, ever. Um, I don't get mean comments, um, ever. And maybe I'm not being controversial enough. Um, but (laughs) You know, I just, I find it a very much a happy place and that's why I preach all the time and several of my posts are on Instagram about, you know, how I don't care about the followers that I, I I don't care about the number of followers I have, but I care about the followers I have. Um, And then on the flip side of that is doing things authentically on Instagram and not doing things just so I grow. So no loops, no pods, no like... Um, switch your name in this line and replace it with another one and hey follow all these Disney like Disney accounts and you could win a trip to Disneyland you'll have a one in a billion chance but you should do it Um, yeah so like I believe really strongly in growing authentically over there and so 
and the reason for that is why I've explained it to people is that if I do anything that disconnects me from that authenticity, it won't feel good anymore. So even if I was like, yes, I'm going to sign up for this loop. I'm going to get like a hundred thousand more followers. Um, if all of a sudden all of my Instagram turns unauthentic and I feel like I'm faking it, it will no longer be my happy place. It will no longer bring me joy because I'll feel like I am faking it. And then I can't fake happiness. So um, that's why I really, I don't know. There's people that want to do it the the fast and uh, fast and cheap way. And that's, that's on them. That's fine. It kind of depends on what you're doing this for and uh, why it matters to you to get 500,000 followers or whatever. If that's your goal, then cool. That's awesome. But that is, yeah. has never been my goal is to um, win the popularity contest. It's more to just connect with the people that I do follow and that do follow me as well. So no, totally. And you segued right into kind of my next topic. So great job. <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, I would say that on my Instagram, there are a lot of people that are not authentic. And mm-hmm. I obviously try to unfollow those people, but I would say that your profile is probably one of the most authentic, if not the most authentic account that I think I follow. Um, and it is a rarity, honestly, like everybody is just so fake and trying to keep up with the Joneses and they want to put pictures of their beautiful living room and immaculate condition. And mine is like in disarray with toys yeah. and uh-huh. all the things. So, and I think that like people can relate to people on Instagram. And so like, even though I've only met you one time, like, I feel like I know your kids. I feel like I know your husband. I feel like I know your relationship. I feel like I know how your businesses run. And so I think that this app is so, so, so cool. So obviously you have bad days. You're human. Um, how would you say that you kind of stay true to yourself even on those hard days? Um, okay. Well, to be perfectly honest on some of those days, I don't post. So like, I don't find it is helpful to even be on social media if I'm having one of those days. And it's so true. This being in this industry and like basically saying that social media is my job. Yeah. It is a hard platform to be on to work because I really do believe in like not comparing yourself to other people, but how can you not? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, how can you not? If you are watching somebody that, um, and you can be happy for them. I'm not saying like, Ugh, like, how are they doing that? But like, wow, like, how are they doing that? And like, how can I do the same? Because you'll watch these accounts blow up and you're like, I've been doing this for nine years and they got as many followers in 24 hours than I did in nine years. And it just, you have to really try hard to stay in your own lane because if you don't, it will make you go crazy. Um, because yeah, you just, you don't know. And like, you can't assume the worst of people and be like, clearly they're buying followers. They could be, but why does it matter to you? And that's why, um, there was like, I had some negative feelings even this week about all this. I'm like, why can't I grow? Like I can only grow this much a week, but I can't grow that much a week. And I was feeling like really negative and angry towards that particular account. And I was just like, what is your problem, Brittany? I'm like, they didn't do anything wrong to you. So don't, don't be negative with them. Yeah. Figure out why you are feeling like this. And then when you kind of like get down to it, you're like, I just need to stay in my own lane and be my own person and, um, not worry about it because at the end of the day, I am so happy with connecting with the people that I do connect with, even if it's not, you know, a hundred thousand people, even if it's just 10 people that I reach that day, that's, 
it's better than, you know, not reaching anyone at all. No, totally. I agree 100%. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's hard. The compare game is real. And I think everyone talks about it. And I think that even the ones that like maybe talk about it and say like, oh, you shouldn't compare yourselves. They're, they're doing it too. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, it's human nature, right? Like I don't know any person that like has never had that thought in their head. Like, yeah, what are they doing? Why do they get to be so awesome? I'm like, what's wrong with me? It's just those self-doubt thought or, um, self-doubt you know, thoughts that go through your head and everyone has them. Um, it's just give it its space Mm -hmm. and then also talk to yourself and be like, but why am I feeling this? Like if you can figure out the why, why you're feeling, um, the compare game, um, and then just kind of figure out how you're going to fix that on your own without comparing yourself to that person, but maybe figure out why you're feeling negative in the first place. Yeah. It's helpful, but I think it's so normal too. Like, (laughs) and you're right. Like even the people that are saying like, like, um, don't steal each other's crowns or whatever. (laughs) Like totally butchering every single saying out there today. I'm not good at that. I never quote anything. Um, but you know, or be the woman that fixes another person's crown or something. Mm. And I don't know. I think a lot of people are talking that talk, but inside they're still, and I'm going to be perfectly honest that I am one of those people that I'm like most days, like 90% of the time I'm like, Woo, this is fun. I love it. And then like something will happen. And I'm like, why, like, why can't I get that traction? Yeah. But then you have to also realize, and this is in every single area of life is that what you're doing and like who you are today is exactly who else somebody is trying to be like, like somebody else is looking at you and saying like, I wish I could be like her. And so you just kind of have to realize that you're not the worst and you're not the best. (laughs) So there's always going to be somebody that looks down on you. There's always going to be somebody that looks up to you. And so you can't really do anything about that. So you just kind of have to stay in your own lane and figure out, those negative feelings and kind of just deal with them and move on. No, 100%. 100%. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a thing for sure. And I think that sometimes, yeah, you're right. It's just a bad day. You just need to walk away from your phone for the day. Like don't check up in it. Mm -hmm. Nothing to do with the person you're right that you're angry at. Maybe it's just that you're in a different mindset. And you know what? Sometimes it is helpful. I almost have found to like, if there is someone that you're like, I want to be like that person or, you know, why am I comparing myself? Like message them and be like, you're doing a really great job. And then it almost breaks that stigma of like where you're at mentally. Totally. And I like 100% agree with you on that. Anytime I've had those yucky feelings before, like they'll sit with me for a while. And then the only thing that's ever fixed it is, and like I said it to a friend the other day, like, I don't know, be close to your enemies or whatever. See, I can't say any of these sayings, but you know what? Keep your enemies closer. Um, And I didn't mean when I said that, I said like, I'm like, obviously this person's not an enemy. Like that's not what I'm saying. Like that sounds so aggressive, Yeah. but it's kind of the same idea is that you will feel so much better if you don't sit there and stew about your little issues and you just like, step up to the plate and you're like, Hey, what are you 
Like, what are you doing that? And I mean, some people are jerks and they're like, get out of here. Yeah. You just want to be like me. Um, <laughs> but like a lot of people are like super helpful and more than happy to like share um, their success with you. So and why not make a new friend out of it instead? Totally. And yeah. honestly, the mental health side of that, like, I can't believe how much better I feel after me like too. being the nice girl rather than the mean girl. <laughs> right. I know it's, it's crazy. Um, and kind of to segue into that, like, what would you, I mean, it doesn't really matter what kind of business it is, but what would you say are your kind of top five tips on how to build kind of an authentic business on Instagram? Yeah, for sure. Um, so number one tip is that people are going to be buying from you. Um, it's not about your product and it's not about your service. Now I'm not saying you're not awesome and I'm not saying your product's not awesome, but for the most part, I can't name anybody with such a unique service and such a unique product that people are just rushing to you because you're their only choice. Most businesses have tons of competition. And so why aren't these people coming to you? Um, if you hide behind your product, if you don't do stories, if you don't share your voice and share your face and share your story, what is it going to be like that makes people come to you? Um, so a really big thing is showing your face, showing up and realizing that, yes, you have a great product and or service, but that is just, it's just not what is going to make you successful. So the sooner you can connect with your audience and be a person and be a friend and um, yeah, just like really connect to them, the better your sales will skyrocket. And I do feel like that was my number one reason why I did so well in that direct sales business is that I wasn't salesy. I, I just connected with so many people and you know, I knew their dogs' names, like these strangers that I still haven't met. Like I knew their dogs' names. I knew if their kid was taking a test for school and like just stuff like that. And it's just connecting with those people and making them feel like a person and not the almighty dollar um, that they might be spending with you. So that's number one. Number two, did you say five? This might take 18 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so number two is definitely brand yourself. So that is a big one. And I learned, um, I don't even want to say I learned the hard way because I luckily branded myself before, um, before my company went bankrupt. So I did have a good following yeah. that maybe didn't care about the product that I sold. Maybe they were just following me because they like enjoyed my message. But lucky for me when that company went down and all of a sudden I had to like make a split second decision of what I was going to do next. Mm -hmm. um, if I had just been the product... I would have sunk into a pit of despair and that sounds so dramatic, but you know, when you're making, like I was the sole earner in the family, those paychecks paid for every single thing that we had. And so overnight losing that income, um, you know, it was really important to me that when I lost that job, I didn't lose everything. I still kept my people. And so that made it really awesome. So make sure you brand yourself. So even if you are selling um, a product and that we're talking your own product, a direct sales product, a service, it doesn't matter. Make sure that people know that they're going to you and why they're going to you. So, and then third would be know your, um, you know, your client avatar, which means kind of like, who are you targeting? And you can't target everyone. And that's a really important thing to know is that 
you're only, if you're only one person, you can realistically only really well service like 500 people. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that you're only one person and they're, let's say that you have 500 great customers. If they are coming back to you, let's say even on a weekly basic basis, monthly basis, you can't provide excellent customer service for a million people. You just can't as one person. Now, if your company grows and you have staff and stuff, that's one story, but like, you just need to realize that, um, you know, casting your net is not like the biggest thing in business. It's actually just like laser focusing on who your ideal client is. So like close your eyes and think about like, where they travel to, what kind of clothes do they wear? What does their hair look like? What do they like to eat? What do they do on the weekends? What, what's their gender? Do they have a family? Um, are they married? Do you, you know, are they in sports? That kind of thing. So you kind of have to like brainstorm who your dream client is and then figure out how your product or service is going to fix their problems. Um, so that's a really big thing in sales is like, Sales is really just fixing other people's problems. Why do you have this product and what is it going to do for them that's going to make their life better? Um, so that's three, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, doing well, doing well. Okay. Uh, four, I don't know, treat your business like a business. Would it be a big one? I have done, I mean, I've worked from home now for seven years and I have showered and done my hair and makeup, I think, almost every single day of those seven years. And it's a big one for me. And it's a mindset thing, too. This is not about, like, at the end of the day. I couldn't have been seen by anyone. Like, there could be a day where, like, I don't do any stories and I don't do any Zoom calls and stuff. And a little sliver of me is like, <laughs> nobody saw my awesome eyeshadow ombre look today this is very disappointing. But honestly, it's a mindset thing for me. I am such a nicer human. I am such a more productive human when I am showered, when I have jeans on. I know everyone's like rolling their eyes at me right now. But yes, I love jeans and t-shirts. And um, yes, I wear the rompers as well. But, you know, I just feel like a better person when I am cleaned up. So that's like a big thing too, especially working from home, which I know everyone is right now. So yeah, just get that routine under control and just uh, show up for yourself and don't fall into that trap of like PJs every day and like eight days without showering and gross <laughs> things like that. Um, and then I don't know, number five, I guess, be willing to take risks. That's a big, 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 big lesson of mine is that I am not one to overanalyze things. And I mean, yes, there's been issues in my life because I haven't thought things through. Um, example, signing up for full-time school. I did that in November. I went in November 11th. I started school November 18th. I did not think about it. I did not think about the consequences, how it would affect my family. I just was like, I need to get going. I need to start this. It's fine. I'm just getting through it, but it, Probably could have, could, I could have thought about it a little bit more. Yeah. But that being said, for the most part, me taking those giant risks, like, um, you know, walking away from things that are not serving me or saying yes to something that I'm like, well, I'm not quite sure if I can even do this kind of thing. So yeah. taking those risks and being willing to do it is... God, if you hang out with me and you, you tell me that you have a dream 
or you have a goal or whatever, I'm going to sit there and be like, why aren't you doing it? Like what, so what steps are you taking today? And, um, but it's funny because I still need those pep talks too. Um, yeah, I mean, I have friends too that will call me up and be like, Hey, why aren't you doing this? You said you were going to do it. What's happening. Um, so everyone needs those pep talks. So if you can't give yourself a pep talk, go talk to a friend that will tell you the honest truth about how you're behaving and, uh, go from there. So yeah. those are amazing tips and I'm going to make sure that I share them with everybody. If you're okay. With that. Thank you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, awesome. So kind of before we close here, obviously, so that you are an influencer on Instagram and you work with a lot of local companies, um, mm-hmm. a lot of which have obviously shut down, but obviously mm-hmm. their social media still needs to happen. So yes. how would you say that COVID-19 has affected your business? Um, I had to pivot hard. So, but I am also one, like in case you haven't like gathered this, that I don't stew for very long. So I think I had a day where I'm like crying every three hours. Um, and then I was like, well, how am I going to do this? And so, you know, I had tons of in-person workshops booked up for April and May and had to obviously cancel all those. But basically I was like, well, we have to do Zoom. Like that's, that's the option. And so I think it's really important right now for every business. And I mean, some of the businesses have to be way more creative. I'm lucky because I do a service where it is coaching and I can help via video and via, um, you know, via phone call, text, email, whatever I can really do, uh, quite well virtually, but I know there's a lot of businesses that are like, I don't know how to do that. So I've seen, like creative things like facial companies sending, you know, really nice skincare to influencers to show that skincare is so important right now because we can't go in for treatments and stuff like that. Um, I have seen companies, you know, dropping off craft kits because they're craft place got closed. Um, and so instead of, you know, having parties and having date nights and stuff inside their shop to do DIY crafts, they are delivering them to people's doorsteps and stuff. So I think it's just, you really need to get out of your own way. Think of a creative way to do things right now. Even if it's not a lot of money, I think that's a really big thing too, is I think a lot of people are like, Oh, curbside pickup or delivering things or whatever. They're like, yeah, but on a normal day, I would make a thousand dollars and this is going to make me $200 and I'm going to drive all around town and blah, blah, blah. Mm. That is not the point right now. The point is staying in the spotlight and not letting people forget about you because this could go on for way more months. Right. And so if you just sit and you're not going to be innovative and you think that you're just going to come back raring, ready to go when this is all over, you've already kind of lost the game. You need to, and I'm not saying right now, I mean, it's been what, six weeks? I think you still have time. If you haven't, if you're listening and you have not pivoted yet, now is the time. Um, But yeah, so it's just being innovative and being able to realize that now might not be about making money. Um, I always told my direct sales team, and it is true, that what you are doing today, you will see the results three months from now. And I think that's something really important that people have to think about um, is that 
you could be working your ass off today yeah. and you could be working your ass off tomorrow. And then like by next Friday, you're like, I haven't made any money. This is not like, there's no point to this. No, what you're doing today in three months from now, you will be, pay it will be paying off. Yeah. So it's just like a little flower that you've planted a seed in the garden. It doesn't, you don't get that flower within a day. You have to water it and you have to put some sunshine on it. Maybe some fertilizer. I mean, it might die if yep. it's one of my flowers. It will for sure. <laughs> but you just, yeah, you just have to give your business some love right now and make sure to not hide in the shadows of this crazy time yep. and just hope for the best when you come out. You can do things right now to move your business forward and just stay relevant and just be creative and lean on the small business community in Calgary too. Um, I think a lot of people are scared to ask things, but most people are more than happy to share things. Even if, I mean, as an influencer, I don't take on everything because I'm trying really hard to be minimalist. So I really just don't want more stuff. So I'm very picky with what I have in my home, yeah. but sharing wise, like I'm more than happy to share anybody's event or anybody's product. As long as it's like, decent, you know, like as long as you're not like asking me to share like sex toys or something like that, because <laughs> I will not do that FYI. Um, but you know, just, I think it's really important to ask people for help right now and it will be reciprocated too. I mean, the small business community here is unbelievable. Um, and hopefully it's the same for everywhere is that everyone's just trying to lift each other up and help one another out. So I think that's a really big deal right now is just staying relevant, staying in the spotlight and asking for help. If you know of a business that can help you, um, pair up with people, make a, you know, make a cute delivery box or, um, you know, make a whole day event or a webinar or whatever, getting five of your best friends that are really good in different things and, you know, charging, 15 bucks for the tickets or whatever. You just have to yeah. kind of stay in the spotlight and not um, do it for money right now, even though we all need money to live. Yeah. It's just really important to just, it's kind of just survival right now, right? So I yeah. had another guest on, um, I want to say a couple days ago and she yeah. had a really good analogy and it basically was like, it doesn't matter if you're in a cruise ship or a dinky little sailboat. Um, we're all going through the same waters together and it's just, yeah, you raise your sail and how you kind of get through those waters. So yeah, I think that's the craziest thing is this probably will never happen again, but the entire world is going through the exact same thing at the exact same time. Mm -hmm, exactly. Crazy. Yeah. So, no, I think that it's absolutely right. Like I think even with my photography business, like obviously I'm not shooting now. So it's like, what do I have to post? And it's like, no, mm -hmm. you have to, again, dig deep and go share some of your favorite sessions and things like that. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's just getting, I mean, it's just getting creative. And honestly, the whole thing about this happening to everyone all over the world, I have very bad anxiety, like extreme. Yeah. And for some reason, that fact that everyone's just going through this as well, I'm like, totally calm about this whole thing. Yeah. Now that's not saying like I have really bad days at home here with the kids. They're sure. so freaking loud and they yeah. just test you <laughs> yeah. all day. But as for the actual like crisis, which is not my daily life, even though it feels like it, yeah. um, 
as for the actual crisis, like I am just like so calm about it because everyone is, everyone's going to be okay. Uh, hopefully for the most part, as long as you're not sick. Um, and yeah, it's going to be hard, but I feel like humans are going to be so much better after this and more willing to make sure that their neighbors and their brothers and sisters and family and friends and whoever are going to survive this and be more willing to help out and see that. So yeah, so that's my advice. Very long winded answer to that question, but I love it. I love (laughs) just, yeah, just don't ignore your business right now. Totally. Absolutely. Um, honestly, this was probably the best chat. <laughs> I'm Aww. so glad that you were able to Thank come you. on and you Thanks are such a, me. of course, you're such a bright shining personality and just a light as I hear my kid crying in the background. Perfect um, timing. Perfect timing. So I'm just glad that we were able to kind of help everybody who's maybe having a dark spot and, uh, my kid just walked in and he's covered in blue markers. So that's of awesome. Course. Uh, <laughs> so if anybody wants to find you, where can they do that? Um, so my Instagram handle is Brittany. That's A N Y because there's 800 ways to spell Brittany. Um, Kolba K O L B A social. That is my Instagram handle. And basically you can just go there and I'm kind of linked to everywhere else. From Amazing. There. And are you still doing workshops, right? So if anybody is interested, they can just find all the information there. Yes. Uh, my website is, it's the same thing. It's com, And I have all my events. I make sure that that's always updated. I have an events tab in there. So you can yeah. just click on there and check what are the upcoming events. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on and we thank will talk you. very soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag us in it and we'll share it. And also, if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, take 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us. Go do that. It pushes us and lights us up like you can't even imagine. You guys are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.